guys, thanks for tuning back in to Do The Math Cast. I'm your host, comedian Jerome Tennyson. And, you know, we're going to pick up where we left off. This is part two to where we left off. We had Neil on last time. And, um, you know, we're going to pick off. He was talking about Robert Woods. And so we'll just pretty much pick up where we left off again. This is that bonus part two for the listeners, the fan base. They wanted this. Um, so we're going to have him on. We're going to have Jerry on again. And... You know, I don't want to even just waste any more time. So without further ado, I'm going to introduce Neil Anand. Hey, what's up, Jerome? Good to be back. You know, a long time no talk to. Right, right. <laughs> we we never left the studio. We never left the studio. <laughs> and then also joining us will be. Thanks for coming. Thanks for um, you know, staying with me, Neil. Stay, we appreciate it. Of course, man. And okay. um, you know, looking forward to picking up where we left off, and then also joining us. Is Jerry, Jerry Tennyson. Yeah, what's going on, guys? Um, this is a pivotal week for, for us. Um, I play Neil in the League of Record. And That's right. um, I know in multiple leagues I play you, Jerome. So it's um, it's going down. And, and, and this is for first place between me and Neil in the one league. Um, and you're in the League of Records. So going in. <laughs> Let's see our matchup. I'm excited. Yeah, yeah, yeah we're gonna we're gonna I see. A, I lost Barkley, and that was that hurt, and That's so cool. I was able to get the backup through waivers, and so we're just gonna move forward, like um, you know, like never missing a beat. I hope Booker is featured in their offense, and he can do what he needs to do. And so, so hold on a minute. So yeah, if you um, we were discussing Bud Booker a little bit earlier, man, and we were talking about how. They're playing against. <laughs> I remember I was messing it up. We we're like, did they play Miami? But the defense <laughs> that they're going against is the Rams, and they give up eighteen point five points fantasy points a game to uh, rushing. So in rushing is uh, it counts for running backs and quarterbacks or whoever runs. So um, you know they give up a little bit of rush. They're like in the middle of the pack. Um, you know, and thank you, uh, Neil, for that uh, statistic. He's my statistics guy, so he came in with that. So, you know, you, I think Booker's going to be okay. I'm playing him in a few spots as well, Jerry. So I think, um, you know, that's a good, that's a good play. And, um, you know, we'll see what he does. I think it's, it's a chance for him. I mean, he's, he should be the only one back there. I don't think Brightwell will have too much of an impact on it. So it's, you know, up to him to be able to produce. <laughs> Yeah, no, that's true. It, it's it's. I think he'll be heavily featured, and they'll pass it to him. So he might do like he did last week and only get, you know, 50, 60 yards. But then if he catch five passes, you know, he makes There it you go. Um, so, yeah, I had to move him to my flex, and then I'm playing Jamal Williams in the place of Barkley. So because um, some of my other guys oh, went by, nice. like Corey Davis, and so, you know, with Jamal Williams, I mean, you're hoping for a touchdown, but you don't feel good about playing him. So the buys, I don't feel like I'm hit too hard this week, but against Neil, I'm going to miss, I'm going to miss Corey Davis. And and I'm just going to try to hope that Booker can replace his production. So yeah, yeah, that's pretty Williams, much all I'll you can do. Just hope look. that... uh. You know, those guys replace it, man. I know you're playing Neil, you're playing me in two leagues, and right now you've been you've been dominating. We're playing playing in three now, so it's two Yahoo and one sleeper. Wow. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Sure is three. Yep. So 
And and I have a lot and I have a lot oh man, come on, throw the ball to Antonio Brown or, or Godwin. I have a lot of those guys on my um he's throwing it to Evans. Evans don't need no work this week. I have no Evans. I have, I have, I have zero Evans too. Uh, oh, that's the league. You're, we're playing in Pickers Go First, and it's yeah. the matchup of the, the heavyweights. It's yeah. one against two. One yeah, against we're two. playing for yeah, the top first spot. Place. So That's right. There we go. Right? Oh, wow. Yeah. He's due to blow up, so I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing Diggs put up 40, and, and I'm going yeah. to up 40. <laughs> yeah, man. So, well, I, got, I got Ridley out. I got, uh, yeah, mix them so, back. So, yeah. But so, going, at, going into the, the, the game, uh, Neil is projected to do 156.31. Jerry's projected to do 155.37. So, this is supposed to be a hell of a game. This is the game of the week. Yes. This yeah. is the game yeah. of the week here. This is the game of the damn week. You, you guys are battling for the top spot. This is number one versus number two. Um, as far as like points you guys scored for the season, Neil has 826. Jerry has 808. So you guys, it's, this is going to be a good one here. This is going to be a good one here. Yeah, it's going down. I'm, I brought my A game. And, and then in the three matchups, Jerome, that we play, all the scores are projected to be very close. So this is going to be a nail-biter this week. I hope that I have some people playing on Monday. I don't know what the Monday night game is, but, man, Buffalo, it's been Tennessee. exciting. Well, who is? I think it's Buffalo, Tennessee. Oh, yeah, yeah. So then, okay, good. Then that's Diggs for me. That's the Monday night. If he can if he can channel what Marquise Brown did on Monday, boy, that was an exciting Monday. I'm telling you that much. That <laughs> was... Yeah, I um Neil. So you're four and one, and um kickers go first. Where where did that one loss come from? It came from team. I haven't came yet. Oh my gosh! Yeah, All I, I, definitely... I don't have good luck against you, man. What can I say? It's all luck. <laughs> yeah, I definitely you know have skill. had uh, you know some skill. some some good luck, but this week this week you're starting off pretty hot right now against me, so we'll see. Um, we'll, oh yeah, we, we, oh yeah. Let me ask you something, Jerry, before we get into what Neil wanted to uh, talk about with the Robert Woods. Please remember your Robert Woods. Uh, oh yeah, for stuff. Sure. So Jerry, we talked about, and this was on part one, but I, I kind of want your take on it. We talked about is it cheap if you're playing against a guy and you know they need a tight end and you pick up all the tight ends. So, so I did that last week, and the guy I didn't pick up all of them, but I picked up Gasecki like uh, on Saturday night, and I dropped him Sunday morning. So I, I, I had no, you know, no intention of keeping him on my roster, right? And I ended up losing that matchup uh, because I managed my roster poorly, but. I would pick up a player. If I see that somebody is going to need a, a, a certain position, I will go ahead and pick the player up, you know. And, and if you're, like you're saying, pick up on the tight end. Just load up on them, pick as many as you can, then go ahead and assure yourself the victory. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think so, you got to do what you got to do. He was a little upset about it because I forgot what tight end he had that was ruled out late in the week. It could have been Gronk, but but I think it was later than that. Uh because I think Gronk was rude on Friday, but but yeah, so I just 
I um, just added Gasecki, and he didn't even do anything in that particular league in the scoring system. But, yeah, I think you got to do what you got to do. But for the most part, I focus on my lineup and try to project, get the best possible lineup I can and have the best roster going forward. So a lot of times I don't even pay attention to other people's teams. I just um, do like some of those rappers, how they say, like, oh, yeah, I don't even listen to anyone else's music. Uh, I try to just do that, just get locked in on, <laughs> on my own team and yeah. go from there. So the consensus. People get into it. They're like, okay, if that play, if the opposing team has a quarterback uh, from, like, the Falcons, okay, he has Matt Ryan, okay, well, let me play a Falcon so I can counteract the scoring. <laughs> Oh, that's, people yeah. do all kind of stuff, you know. Yeah. They look and say, "Oh, this guy has somebody for Monday night. Let me see if I can play somebody for Monday night." And that I would do, but for the most part, I just try to um, get, put together my best possible roster. So, so we, when we talked about it, um, I discussed that. Yes, I was pissed at Neil for doing that. Uh, but jokingly, I, I was joking with him because um, to me, I feel like that's part of it. That's playing chess. I mean, that's part of playing fantasy football, man. Like he, he sees I need a tight end. I have no problem with him picking up the tight ends. I was joking with, with texting him back and forth. Like, oh, I can't believe you just did that. But, you know, it was an all fun because I was like, I'll find somebody. But at the same time, um, to me, that's just part of it. I mean, if you start saying people can't do that, then you might as well start saying, well, I told Neil, then it's going to get slippery. You can say, okay, well, look, man, you all your running backs are playing, so you shouldn't be going after uh, Darnell Williams, Darrell Williams, or, you know, any of the guys that are, you know, replaced. You shouldn't be going after Devin Booker. You can't pick him up because none of your running backs are hurt. So, you know what I mean? You start to, yeah. at that point, you're trying to control what people do with their teams. Yeah, I think it's just part of playing chess. It's part of fantasy. He's part of the game. It's part of the game. He saw I needed a tight end. The, the scorch earth theory, you know, just go ahead and do what you need to do and leave nothing for anybody else. Right, right. And then, but I think, Jerry, you took it one step too far. I think, uh, I think when you drop oh, Geski, <laughs> that that hurts. That I think I think that was brutal there. That was like that was like the last blow where you, he he Jerry picked him up and then dropped him. So that means the guy is sitting on the waiver. <laughs> At least let him sit on your roster. <laughs> no, but 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 I, yeah, yeah, you sure yeah, you sure did. Yeah, you sure did. And I'm I'm gonna go in there in just a setting since I'm the commissioner. Um, but uh, no, but. Um, <laughs> That's what he had. He had George Kittle. George Kittle was ruled out later in the week. And, and once I I saw that and I saw that our matchup was projected to be close and then I saw Gasecki was there, I was like, okay, I'll take him. Yeah. And he was so bitter. He was so happy to win. Uh, but I, I screwed myself last week. I bet, I bet on the New England's defense because they had a dream matchup. And these matchups were coming back to bite me yeah. right now. Because I keep thinking, oh, yeah, they're going against Houston. You know, they, they were giving up the most points. And then all of a sudden, Houston, all this, David Mills looks like a quarterback now. Yeah. I'm like, man, yeah. I had to go back in the two-quarterback league. I dropped him. I picked him <laughs> back up. Because I guess you might say that New England's defense just might be that bad. But, I mean, he was dropping some dimes. And I had to even think about their, their, their receiver. I don't know his name. It's Chris Moore. But he went up and caught one with his hands at the high point and took it to the house. And they, uh, yeah, and then they signed him yeah. off the practice spot so he could do it again. And I don't know much about him. Well, remember, remember last year they had that Hanson guy as a receiver off the practice yeah. squad. And he came in and had put up a couple good games. 
Um, yeah. So Houston is known to get a receiver to do that for at least a couple of games. Um, so let's let's get back to to what you were talking about uh, when we ended part one. Um, so Neil, you were uh, mentioning Robert Woods, and you were talking about how he slammed the ball down and was and was uh, you know had words about with the coach or whatever. I, I'll let you say what you were saying about that. Yeah, so last game, no, not last game, I apologize, two games ago. So after the week. Oh, my gosh. Why would you say last game if it was two games ago, Neil? <laughs> Oh, you Sorry, messed no, up. You know, know what you did. You know what you just did. You know what? You no, I'll, just, I'll just leave right now. I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> uh, after the week, the week three game, during the week three game, it was one of the last plays in the game. It was garbage time. And uh, Robert Woods got a touchdown, and he slammed the ball down, visibly upset on the field. And you kind of asked yourself, why was he upset? So the first two weeks and throughout that first, the first majority of that game, he wasn't getting targets. He wasn't getting catches. Anything. The ball was not coming his way. And finally, one went his way, caught it, and you know he was upset. Now, my question is, why are these players upset when they're not getting targets but still winning games? Um, is it because <laughs> of the competitive nature? They always want to be part of the oh. offense, or is it because of incentive? Incentives meaning that in your contract, in every player's contract, you get incentives. You get money for sacks, for catches, for touchdowns, for even targets. I think. Yeah. So is it because of that? Is it because of the competitive spirit of these players? Or maybe a little from column A and a little from column B? What's your guys' thoughts? Jerry. Well, I think a lot of it is ego. Everybody, they these guys were looking at, they were the band in high school, college, the pro, NBA, you know, NFL. They probably look at each other, Instagram, see how much money each other spending. Like, man, I'm the big man on campus. I think a part of it is ego. And I think, yeah, I think that's what I think the most part of it is, actually. Because, but, but actually, I also think of the financial aspect. I don't know how many players actually have financial incentives. I think they all do. Uh, yeah, maybe I have to look at it because I, I thought a lot of them, you know, they pretty much, it's um, they, you know, they have their salary that's set. But I, I know you get bonuses for the playoffs and, and Super Bowl and stuff like that. But, but I think that a lot of them are worried about since in the NFL it's not guaranteed money that they think the team will dispose of them. You know, if you don't have the numbers to back it, then oh wow, is that a touchdown by Quez Watkins? Terminate their contract. So. Back yeah, in the end zone. Uh, nope, one foot. Oh, that's pass interference. That's pass interference. Um, yeah, you know, I pretty much agree with both of you guys on that one. I think, uh, you know, I'm not exactly sure. I have to look at the contracts. Uh, but if you say Neil's our 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 check guy, so he's saying that they have incentives. Uh, we're we're gonna double check because we love to tell Neil when he's wrong. Um, <laughs> but uh, and and by the way, shout out to Master P, who was one of the first ones yeah. to. Uh, and, to and, introduce and, and that's that. why I think that a lot of players don't have it because if you remember when Ricky Williams <laughs> had that contract and he didn't reach it, which, you know, I can understand betting on yourself and knowing what you can produce, but then he got hurt and then he missed out on a lot of money. So that's why I think that a lot of players don't go for heavily incentivized contracts. So that's why I think that that, that might not be the case. So what I think is um, every like for the NFL is the only – contract like hockey players basketball players they're all guaranteed money but with the nfl like there is 
certain parts of your contract where it's guaranteed and certain not. It's like one of the only leagues that does that, which is crazy. But what I was more saying, Jerry, is that it's not that you go for an incentivized contract. It's built into, in, in what I've heard, in every contract. So if you're like Quez Watkins, for example, they're like, okay, when you sign your contract, Quez, if you get five TDs, here's your bonus. If you get 10 TDs, here's your bonus. It, it, it's built into every contract, and that's what I mean. So when Robert Woods isn't getting passes, isn't getting yards, he's like, you know what? He's not going to hit his yard, yard incentive. He's not going to hit his, his TD incentive. That's yeah. what I mean. So, so Neil, um, and me and Jerry have discussed this uh, off off the podcast before. Um, I think if, if that is what you're saying is it, true, which I could agree, because me and Jerry have talked about it on the opposite end, that might yeah. be the reason why they don't feature him, because they know that they're going to have to pay him as a wide receiver one if he puts up wide receiver one type uh, statistics for this year. But if he doesn't put up those numbers, even though we know he can, they can say, well, yeah. hey, this is what you did last season. We're only going to pay you exactly. this much, you know what I mean. So sometimes I yeah. think that 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 influences as well um, why sure. a player doesn't touch the ball for like weeks at a time or isn't featured, and then all of a sudden it's featured again. Um, so I think it it could kind of work both ways too. Like you say, come it could come down oh, from yeah. the owner, like hey, uh, ease up yeah. on passing to Robert Woods for a couple of weeks, you know, and we're able to win. So ease up on that for a exactly. little bit because we can't have him hit nine hundred and fifty yards, whatever it is, so a thousand yards, whatever. So. Um, yeah, that would be interesting because, yeah, I still think that it goes into the financial aspect, but it would just be like they would maybe <laughs> get um, cut at the end of the year and not get the guaranteed money. I, I wonder if the, those incentives are there because, like you said, it does make sense if, if that is yeah. what's motivating everything because I think that's what's going on with James Robinson. It's like that's why they don't want to feature him because I think that they know that they're going to have to – they're a team that's going nowhere – and then they would have to pay him a lot of money in this next contract because the rookie contract is three years. And so, you know, you're going to have to pay him more money. And so I think that's why Miles Sanders and certain guys aren't getting featured because they're like, hey, we can save a lot of money if we're not going anywhere. So why? And, and while I do agree to that to a certain extent, I also think some of these coaches are just idiots. Like, like well, Urban, I, I, Urban I Meyer clearly didn't want to use. Yeah, Urban Meyer clearly didn't want to use James Robinson. I mean, 100%. I mean, it doesn't even make sense what he's doing. You have a guy rushing for 147 yards. One more yard was not gonna, you know, let him let him run it down. You decide to put Carlos Hyde. It, it's just weird what he's doing. But but even prior to that, they came in drafted a running back, then swore, well, we're gonna use Etney to how you say it, Neil. Yeah, they said they were going to use him to catch. They said, okay, well, we're actually going to use him to run routes when they have Chenault and other guys already anyway. So it kind of didn't make sense. It sounded like that was Urban Meyer's guy. Um, one thing I will say about Urban Meyer is, Jerry, you wasn't the only one that was right about this. Urban Meyer was also right about Kadarius Tony. Uh, <laughs> Urban Meyer wanted Kadarius Tony. Um, that was the, one of the guys he wanted to draft. So, <laughs> but you know what? You got to thank Philly for that because because Philly moved up ahead of New York to get Devonta Smith. New York then sold their pick because they were right after, and they moved down, and then they drafted Canarius Tony, and they you know, Jeff Jacksonville. That's the whole process of uh, the draft there, which is kind of funny when you think of it. Just the little moves that you know yeah. affect every team. Yep. Yeah. So. <laughs> And yeah, that, that makes it that makes a, a lot of sense how that plays out. And and I think 
also that edge of what you were mentioning, how people, how you know you're upset when you don't get the ball. That's yeah. what you need, that competitive edge. That's how you become successful at football because there's a lot of guys that you have to try to win on every snap. So yeah. you got to be like Antonio Brown, wired a little differently. You know, you see oh, some sure. field issues. Yeah. And, and so yeah. I think that that's just what propels these players. You know, Michael Jordan, you know, he used to make up stuff. You know, we found out some of these stories <laughs> that he, he said were not even true that, you know, a certain guy never even said nothing to him. But you make up stories and to motivate yourself. And your team. For yeah. Sure. yeah, that's what I did. That's what I did. Um, you know, when I played football, I remember like really having to get myself uh, pumped up when I was playing Pop Warner. And, uh, you know, I would pretend like, you know, my dad wasn't there because I wanted to be like some of the other players. And it would really pump me up like, oh, man, you know, <laughs> my dad should have been there. He would see me play. But, you know, obviously my dad was he was heavily involved in my life. So <laughs> but that's how I would work myself up in third grade while I was playing. <laughs> Pop Warner. No, to, to your point, to your point, Jerome. Um, again, I, I agree. I agree with you too. It could have a lot to do with the coaches as well, or the the management that you know they don't want to pay up this player because, like they yeah. they had that with Carson Wentz this year. I think if he plays seventy percent of the snaps in Indy, they they or or more, they have to give up a certain round draft pick. But if he doesn't, it's a lower round draft pick. So if they're losing, why? keep throwing Carson Wentz out there. Take him off, play the backup, and they don't have to play, you know, pay that draft pick. So Yeah, it, yeah, exactly, because yeah. it could cost Very them, true. like you said, cost them a first-round pick. Very true. So, yeah. you know, exactly. and once you feel, realize that your team is not going nowhere, they're going to say, hey, Carson, your ankle hurts. Sit down somewhere. <laughs> right? <laughs> exactly. So, just you know, if the offensive line does not work for him like it did in Philly, get him actually injured, and then they don't have to pay the draft pick. So before we get into the star sits of the week, um, I want to bring up something that kind of happened during the week with uh, Las Vegas Raiders head coach uh, Gruden, John Gruden. Um, Ex-head coach. Did you uh, did, did I say that name correct, Neil? No, oh, <laughs> no, no, I, I, I was just saying. No, no I know. I heard you. I heard you. I was just. I was just joking. No, but no, uh, I think it's. I think it's pronounced Gruden. Okay. <laughs> John Grudan. And, um, you know, he, he was caught up for what initially started out as an investigation. Well, still is an investigation into the Washington football team. Um, and I'm just going to speak my speak on it and then I'll let you guys go. But it was, you know, investigation into the Washington football team. And obviously, Dan Snyder is the owner. I think right now what you're seeing is the difference between the owner and uh, somebody who is just a, uh, what do you call it, employee. <laughs> um <laughs> Um, I think it was they had to throw somebody under the bus and they had to feed some feed us somebody because uh, and I think that's just kind of how Gruden's came about. I think um, the email, in my opinion, was really well from what the stuff that I saw was really it wasn't even nothing like harsh, which was which lets me know that some of the rest of those emails were really, really harsh. Um, but anyway, the email where he talked about the guy uh, Smith having big lips and. Uh, like like Michelin tires and, um, you know, et cetera, things that he was, you know, saying and stuff. But, um, you know, I know there's probably was more to it that he was thinking. This is way back in 2011. He wasn't even with um, NFL team. And then and then they yeah, then they then they brought up some more stuff into recent years and then how he was using language, uh, homophobia, he, you know, homophobic language and took the way he was talking about women and degrading them and stuff like that. But 
all I know is, man, you know, that when the emails came out, now that the emails are out, I feel like there are so, so many other coaches and owners that are shaking in their boots right now, hoping. I mean, you know, I'm sure there's guys who in the IT department right now, there's an owner or a head coach in the IT department. How can you destroy <laughs> all anything? My cell phone, I need you to destroy my cell phone. I need you to destroy my emails because they're coming after us. Because, I mean, yeah, I, I think they would. the NFL is going to have to go through a whole facelift if they would really go through <laughs> all these owners and and emails and stuff like that. Um, you know, I think the Raiders probably, they, you know, they might have even been looking for a way to get out of the contract with Gruden as well. Who You know, who knows? I think a lot of things had to play into it for them to decide he was going to be the guy they threw under. Um, you know, um, but it, it kind of makes sense to that. Uh, you realize how fragile sometimes athletes are. I mean, we, we watch from such a far away lens that, um, you, know, you know, bird's eye view, but you realize that they are pretty fragile at times because something like that, that might've been why they shook up the locker room because they haven't been playing the same the last few weeks, um, in my opinion. And it's like, oh, what's going on? And that, and that might be something to do with it. But uh, yeah, so he's fired now. Um I say give him maybe about like four or five years before uh, maybe he's back on um, HBO Sports, <laughs> you know, giving his insight, or he might even do a YouTube channel where he's interviewing quarterbacks still, but on, only uh, only white quarterbacks and um, <laughs> and those that he are for sure that he's for sure straight, and um, he, you know he's gonna. <laughs> but anyway, you know, so that 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 kind of was the news. What do you guys just take on it? Uh, you want me to go? Okay. I, uh, I can go next. Um, so I, I agree with you, Jerome. I think that timing was very convenient. Um, they put out that first article or that first email, and the email made reference to, uh, you know, the black head of uh, NFL, mm-hmm. EA Players Association, having big lifts. Now, I'm, I'm a brown man. And people don't see us. You two are black. Um, like you're up race or anything. But in my opinion, that's not racist. That's just him saying someone has big lips. Whether you be black or you know white or brown. And he made a record, uh, record of saying rubber lips because I think he uh, he had loose lips basically. Um, I don't think anything else was said to any racist connotation. But then. Owner didn't do anything. Gruden coached the game. And then mysteriously, <laughs> a few days later, 50,000 emails come out talking about him being misogynistic, him being homophobic, more racist emails. So it just seemed very convenient to me. And no doubt, like, what was said in the emails was was bad. But that first one it wasn't that bad to me. And I think they wanted Gruden out of there. That, that was my first thought uh, on it. And the second is where's those Washington emails? Why haven't we seen anything about Washington? Like someone wanted Gruden out and they got what they wanted. And that's kind of, and, and I'm not I'm not condoning it. Uh, but another thing is um, intelligence and stupidity. Like if you know, if you are racist, if you are misogynistic, if you are <laughs> homophobic, there's a lot of people like that in this world. But if you're sending emails for an NFL, <laughs> <laughs> system and network. Come on, man. 
Yeah. Like, yeah. You gotta be smarter than that, you know. <laughs> but you, you know what? Um, sorry to cut you off because this was you no, were talking, but but yeah. I think that that that's kind of part of the racism too. I think you just feel not necessarily. I'm not gonna say untouchable, but I think it's just it's so American. Um, Agreed. that you know you put it in the email because it's like it's not nothing that you like would fear. Yeah. You know what I mean? I don't know how to I don't know how to eloquently put it, but it's just like no, I think that's, that's why perfect. he would put it in an email. Like me sending you an email like with a Zoom link. I think to him that's like the same thing. Like it's like yeah. it's, it's you know, nothing. Like this is <laughs> This is how we all talk. You know what I mean? Like so and and like I say that um you know, I'm sure there was hard. Anyways, I, I'll let you finish up and then we'll go to Jerry on this. I know. I'm uh, just looking at Rudy and I can tell he's a, a racist, um, so that's not surprising. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> it's, 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 it's that chunky face, right? There's a lot going on in the NFL, and they're trying to cover up and. I mean, you saw with the Kaepernick, um, he was able to get a settlement because they were conspiring oh, yeah. to not have him in the league and stuff. So, you know, this stuff goes on. And, oh, my gosh. And you can tell by the way these owners, a lot of them refer to the players and not having rights and stuff. It's like slave owners a lot of times. And, and I think that a lot of this is you know, some of it's coming to light and, and kind of like how Chappelle said, maybe it's ah, yeah. this you know, the, so the, the sexuality, because I, I don't know, I don't know um, Brudel's sexuality, but he called him gay and said that, you know, he forced the Rams to, to draft a gay player and stuff, you know, for the league's image and stuff. And, you know, those kind of things, once they go to those lines, a lot of times that, that gets the, the momentum going and, and then you can have an issue. But, I mean, all this good old boy stuff, you got the Washington – uh, Redskins and they were having cheerleaders turning them into essentially escorts and stuff. You know, leverage. the, 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 the Washington football team. Oh wow, man, they're coming for you, bro. They are coming for you. They are coming for you. I mean, you know, so it's it's a lot going on out there. And I, on the side note, I kind of jumped around all over over the place, but I read an email that I, I mean, an article that mentioned. Um, the, the flake game, and it said that the NFL knew right away that those balls were actually in regulation, like they were. There was no violation, but it said that the NFL, because they wanted to just paint Brady as the bad guy and ride off the momentum, and, you know, league popularity, probably take attention off something else that was going on. I think the Redskins thing might have been going on at that time too, but the football team thing, but. They said that the league knew it, but the league didn't step up and say anything. So it's a lot of stuff being manipulated. You, you watch these TV shows, Scandal, and all these different cover-up shows, House of Cards and everything, and you realize, man, this, this is, you know, art, you know, um, it imitates life, you know, and you realize that, man, it's a lot going on that we don't know about. You can look from afar and kind of see what's going on, but, yeah, they're definitely trying to manipulate things and you know they, they're really trying to show like oh we're we're cleaning things up you know so I don't, I don't know what the league uh, ratings have been I know with the Kaepernick stuff the the ratings started going down I don't know if they're trying to show that hey look we're cleaning stuff up and he was the fall guy 
You know, I don't know if he lost a poker game and insulted <laughs> <laughs> somebody's wife, and next thing you know, this is what happened. But, but oh, um, I definitely yeah. think also, like you said, the Raiders were having buyer's remorse. Um, <laughs> Big time. Big time. Right away, and, you know, he got rid of their best yeah. player, Khalil Mack, and then he tried yeah. to make a PR move trying to say that he tried to get Pete, um, Khalil Mack back, you know. So it's a, it was a lot going on. Now that I think about it, now that I think about it, he also got rid of the punter who was a black right. punter who was yeah, one of the yeah. best. And at the right. time, he was one of the best oh, yeah. punters. Yeah. Was it King? Yeah, King? Marcus, King. Marcus King. And he would dance and he would, you know, get the crowd pumped. He was like entertainment value, but he was also a really good punter. And for some reason, um, I think he said something about it. Actually, he said something about it, but it got swept under the rug. He said something about Gruden not wanting him there and, you know, the type of player that he is or something like he insinuated. I forgot all about that. Yeah, I would have to pull that up. Very true. Check it up. Yeah. But yes, I think we all kind of like on the same page with this. Um, You know, I think we all, I think um, we're intelligent enough to read between the lines and we can see that, you know, um, you know, something else is going on, obviously, with the Washington football team. Um, Because, you know, you remember they were thinking about the Chiefs, Kansas City Chiefs, and taking away their name. And that completely went away. They start talking about other stuff that's going on and, and that completely went away. But, um, I don't think we'll we'll see any of those emails to, that involve Snyder. I mean, I'll be honest with you, none 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 of that stuff. I mean, they're already they're already sweeping up the rug underneath the rug. How they talked about the cheerleaders and the certain types of cheerleaders he wanted. I mean, that was to me that was just probably the tip of the iceberg. I'm sure it was going to get real deep, you know. Um, which I'm which is what I have a feeling. Gruden's emails, you know, got real deeper than what it was. They just gave us just enough to just say, hey, this is. You know enough to, to make you, you know, to get. They basically fed us enough to where we like, okay, this is good. We don't have to eat no more. But there's definitely more to it. I feel like. Um. So yeah, we bounce back to, to to fantasy football. I did want to just touch on that for a second. Um. And you know, we're not ignoring that. Uh, the elephant in the room. Um. You know, share our opinions and stuff. But um, let's talk about the start sits of the week. So, um, starting sit of the week is. Uh, where we'll discuss who we think should should you start, should you sit them, um, and um, okay, I'll start one off. I'll and I'll I'll start off with a big name. AJ Brown plays Monday night. Julio Jones is back. Are we starting to sitting AJ Brown? He hasn't really done much so far this season. Um, we know he was kind of hurt. Uh, which kind of explains some of it. But Julio seemed to be the Tannehill's uh, more so go-to guy, I mean, as far as, like, getting the fantasy points and targets and stuff. Um, he started off week one with 17, week two, seven points, week three, point three zero, uh, no points the next week, six points the uh, last week. So um, he hasn't really done too much uh, this season. In PPR, um, are you is he a must start? Is my question because obviously the name AJ Brown, you draft him as a must start, but is he a must start or are you sitting him this week? He's a, if you draft him for me, I see that he, he's practicing fully now. So, and the one thing that you realize, um, about a thousand yard season. I mean, that's pretty much just averaging 50 yards a game or 
100 one week, zero the next. So all you got to do is erupt. And I think that he's 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 about to erupt. Things are coming together for him physically. The first week back, I think they limited his snaps. But once you see people start to practice him fully, I think that now you can really, really go ahead and fire him up. Um, I'm going to say, yeah, I, I think I agree. If you have them, you drafted them, you draft them as your W1, W2, you got to start them. But if we're talking, if you have a better option, if you have someone even on the cusp of a WR3, I say sit him. He's facing the best defense in the NFL against the pass. He's facing the best cornerback in the game in Tredavious White. Buffalo is just on fire. Look what they did to Mahomes last last week. You <laughs> you sit him if you have a better option. Is my call. So Kadarius Tony, AJ Brown, who you start? <laughs> Kadarius Tony. I'll be honest. Stur- Sterling Shepard, AJ Brown, who you start? If Sterling Shepard is playing, I see. I would look at the cornerback matchups uh, with um, with New York and LA. You have um, Ramsey. Right, playing against New York. So, is Ramsey going to stick on one side of the field? Is he going to shadow? Um, I would start whoever Ramsey is not shadowing and which side he's not. So, if out of Sterling Shepard and Kadarius Tony, I think Tony is going to be in the slot. So, I would take Tony. I would still do AJ Brown over Shepard, to be honest. Okay. So, so surprisingly, last week they moved Tony to the outside. So, the first two weeks ago, he was mostly in the slot. Last week, yeah. he moved him outside. Yeah, and, not Shepard's back. Oh, this guy's gonna be a superstar then, man. So, so he, he can might, play he all over the field. Outside because yeah. he was winning out. He can win anywhere. And um, so that was my initial concern for Shepard was that Tony was playing the slot. But now that they moved him outside, um, but, but going to what you're saying about the, the Bills, yeah, they have been a ridiculously tough matchup. Yeah. And I think that Julio Jones is gonna play. And A.J. Brown moves around the, the field, so he's not going to just only line up um, in one position. And, and a lot of corners this year aren't shadowing uh, when you move to different spots. So I think there's a chance that they could free up A.J. Brown. And I think that given his ability of yards after the catch, he, he might just be able to break a big one. But I wouldn't def- – I, I would. he would be more so a trade candidate. I would trade for him to try to acquire him. And then uh, I, I also would play him, but I'd rather just get him on my team because, yeah, I do recognize that the Bills are a daunting matchup. I mean, we see what they just did to um, Hill, but I think he could be hurt too. He's sitting out a lot of the uh, practices this week. Yeah, and they also held Josh Gordon to one catch, uh, 11 yards. So, I guess so. You know, the coach locked off Josh Gordon down. They only played him like um, a few snaps, man. I'll I tell you one guy that I couldn't believe what I heard. Josh they said that Allen Robertson, he ran 20 routes last week. They said guys like Tyreek Hill are running like 34, 35. So, they're using – so, Allen Robertson's an $18 million blocker right now. Yeah. Allen Robertson, that's another guy. What are we going to do with him? <laughs> do we start right. or sit him? All right. So, let's <laughs> let's let's go to to um let's uh who do you want to bring up uh uh Neil? I got two. Uh I got to start in a sit. So, my start would be uh DJ Moore. Um that that Minnesota defense hasn't been playing well, and I forget the cornerback he's going to be matched up against, but 
he has not been uh, performing well at all. And DJ Moore is just winning his matchups over and over and over. And Darnold's, Darnold's hitting him. I mean, uh, I saw a stat the other day. I think this was after week three, but I think um, Dar- I'm sorry, DJ Moore had more had more like 50% more targets, more snaps, like 70% more yards than than Robbie, than um, whoever you got. I mean, CMC is not, but like the tight ends, everyone on that team, Paris Marshall, and and it was just it's just DJ Moore dominating that receiving core. So that's who I would uh, who I would start. And should I go my sit now, or did you guys want to comment on that? Uh, we could just chime in real quickly. Um, yeah. I say that Darnold is a glorified running back. I don't think he's that good. And so and I think Minnesota's defense is better than you think. And so I think I'm hopeful that DJ Moore, um, I'm going to play him. I'm a guy that starts my studs. But I will yeah. say, like, keep an eye on him this week because this will be if, – if he doesn't do good this week, that will be kind of two down games in a row and, and maybe teams are starting to shift their coverage. But I do like how they use DJ Moore because, especially with McCaffrey out, man, he's doing some of the plays that McCaffrey would do. So and, yeah, um, exactly. DJ Moore is almost like a running back. A lot of these receivers, they're like a running back once you get the ball in their hands. So I do like him a lot. But I worry about Darnold being a glorified running back. Um, yeah, you know, I, I, I pretty much, uh, I, yeah, I think you start DJ Moore. Yeah, I just can't, can't think too many people you would, you know, um, I would start DJ Moore. I say, yeah, you start DJ Moore. Um, you know, Sam Darnold up until last game pretty much looked really, really good as far as fantasy wise. Uh, like you say, as a running back, he could do it with his legs. Um, Minnesota. They is they are going. Are they playing at Minnesota or in Carolina? That's a good question. Let me check on that. It's um, it's at it's at home. They're at home. Hmm. So I think yeah, I think you, you definitely play DJ Moore. I say play DJ Moore. Um, yeah. who, who do you have as a start, Jerry? You have anybody? Man, I'm going on a limb here. Uh, it's a guy that's on seven point six percent of um ESPN twelve man leagues. I'm going with Amon Ross St. Brown. And yeah. Um, I can't say that I know too much about him. This is more of an instinct. I saw last week they starting to play him outside because he's a slot guy. And I like my slot guys, but I like him to be versatile and move around. So he's also playing outside. And he's kind of, you know, the last man standing. So I'm going with him. This is a guy I'm saying that maybe he'll get you 15 points. I'm not saying he's going to break the game for you, but hey, if you're in a that, pinch like me, that's where breaking you lost Galladay, you lost all these guys, man, you just got to play somebody, pick yeah. him up because I'm somebody that I was able to acquire without spending much fab money. And so that's who I'm going with. Hawkinson didn't practice either, so that might make me. Need more targets for him I think, as well. I think Hawkinson returned to practice today. Yeah, he, oh, he returned he? today. Yeah. And, and, I, okay. and, and I was seeking for a confirmation bias, and I saw that Goff said that he thinks um, St. Brown has a, a bright future in this league and that he's going to be uh, a household name soon. So that uh, that's all I needed right there to firm him up and put him in the line. Plus, uh, yeah, our, plus I, Cephas is on, uh, is on IR, right? Yeah. And he's right. on IR. So yep. And then the Raymond – is is uh five six so you know that's kind of tough to feature that guy yeah 
And he posted zero last week, so he's kind did of he, did he get hurt last week? Williams out. Did he get hurt last week? Um, Lee Freeman? Um, Raymond, sure. yeah, I'm not, I don't know if let he got check, hurt. I think he might have got hurt, but uh, oh, okay, so that that would have did it because I was man, because I he was one of the guys I was keeping an eye on, he was one of my sleepers, and then I'm watching, I'm like, damn, he didn't get no looks, but maybe he so didn't, maybe that's what maybe he didn't, hurt. maybe he didn't miss no time or something. I might have missed, miss uh, because I didn't completely watch that game, so I'm not even gonna lie, but I um, I seem like I read somewhere he was he wasn't himself or something, but either way. Amase Brown. I mean, this is right around the time the rookies kicking gear, usually. Um, right around now, you're going to start seeing these guys come out, you know, get a chance. Uh, Terrence Marshall is somebody I'm looking forward to come on at some point. Maybe he won't. I, as you know, I'm still biased to this LSU receiver thing. I'm, I'm a freaking idiot right now because I'm like, Terrence Marshall, any minute, every week, I'm like, Terrence Marshall, he got like, <laughs> he, he had like eight points the other week. I was like, okay, finally. But at some did you point. Say right? Did you say it right, Jerome? Terrence, Terrence, Terrence Marshall, not Terrence, not Terrence, not Terrence, like my middle name, Terrence. Oh, oh, think I was you you last week when um, Darnold had a bad game. He was like, see, I told you guys. He's so yep, bad. I told you. If you, if you one game, one game. Yeah, he's like, if you change the, the coverage on him, he can't read shit. <laughs> yeah, okay. You think Darnold Adam, you think Adam Gacy called the, the other team to tell him what to do? <laughs> All you have to do is fake a blitz. <laughs> this yeah. guy can't read shit. Just, just put a, just put a, a, a tape on the jumbotron of Casper, and you're good. Yeah. <laughs> um, right. Yeah, I have. I'm starting him on St. Brown. Um, actually, in the, in the league. Uh, and I will be starting him in more. Um, that's he's one of the guys I kind of picked up in 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 Dynasty. Um, that I have on my team. Uh, and it was good to finally see him. Um, I think Detroit kind of knows receivers a little bit. Um, they do usually do a decent enough job on the receivers that they uh, pick or draft or trade for and get. I mean, you had your Marvin Jones, your Calvin Johnson, obviously was one. Roy Williams was good for a little bit, right? Um, so they seem to kind of have an eye for receivers. So I trust them. We'll see. We'll see if it's if it's right or uh, with a Miles say Brown. So I agree with that one. I would definitely start him, especially with bye weeks right now. Um, he would be a guy that you could you could pick up. Right off the uh, waiver, and you were speaking of picking up somebody. Um, I forgot to mention this in part one, but um, Jeff Wilson. I think if you can, this is the week to pick up Jeff Wilson because he's probably out another week or two. Um, sorry to interrupt. They're they're saying that he's out until late November. November. That's why I ended up dropping him today because I have been holding on to him, but now the coach is saying like late November. So I heard too. So you basically have to be in the playoffs at that point. You have to be a playoff yeah. team to to to. Okay, so later. That's, so, that's the thing that's so tricky about a lot of this stuff. You're just going off of limited information. A lot of times, if you get yeah. a snippet here and a snippet there, it's hard to really know like how far somebody away is. You know, it's like T.Y. Hilton. I tried to sneak him on my rosters. And then he's practicing, but then he told reporters, he said, I'm just I'm just because I'm on the field doesn't mean I'm, I'm about to play right now. So he's probably still one or two weeks away. So some of these guys, man, I keep looking and I think like you you have to be on the lookout to go back to the well. Like um, Josh Gordon, people are down on him. They've been dropping him. I think now you jump on him because, hey, if Tyreek Hill end up being out this week, because he missed, he didn't practice today. So if you feel if you don't practice tomorrow, then they might 
they might ramp Gordon up a lot. So yeah. I think that their offense needs somebody else to be a threat because you can't just keep running the same type of play over and over. You know, people are starting to take stuff away from them. So yeah, now I, now it might be Josh. You know, I, I still think Gordon is like two or three weeks away. He might be a player. Uh, yeah. I think Nicole is the same as number two there, too. If Jordan's anywhere, he's, he's number three or an injury away. Guy. I just don't believe in Hartman. Nicole, he, he just can't produce, man. A lot of people said, like, he would be a guy. But I'm watching, and I just think that they thought that they were going to get somebody with the same measurables as Tyreek Hill. But you, you just can't put a value on his heart and his competitiveness. And, and that – that drive is what I think separates Hill from Hartman. Because, I mean, Hartman oh, yeah. runs just as fast as Hill. But it's just like something just mentally in, in, in Hill that he's just a he's just a warrior that is just trying to take everything in the house and give his most on every play. So. Speaking of, speaking of, I know we keep bouncing around a little bit, and I'll keep us a little more focused in a minute. But speaking of um, how McCall Hartman is fast and runs around, uh, Bart Scott earlier uh, said that he feels like Marquise Brown wouldn't be a starter on Kansas City, wouldn't be a starter on uh, Green Bay Packers, wouldn't be a starter wow. on uh, some other teams that he named. And, and Marquise Brown uh, uh, retweeted and said, of course, his name is Bart. I mean, how could you basically like, how could you listen to a guy named Bart? But I don't know. I didn't listen to the clip, so I don't know if he was trying to say. I didn't know if he was trying to say he wouldn't be a, like a wide receiver one over those guys, which wouldn't make sense to be saying that. Like, oh, he wouldn't start over Tyreek Hill or or Devonte Adams. Doesn't make sense to be saying that. But um, if he no, because if he, he's been open for years, it's just Lamar Jackson finally figured out how to get it to him. Because yeah. That's been the thing. Marquise Brown's been open. It's like that's the only reason why he can't produce a lot of time. I mean, so far what he's what he's done this season, you can't tell me he's not starting over Allen out off after over Allen Lazard, and Allen Lazard is mainly a he blocks more than he than he does catching, right? Right, right, right. And then the other guy, um, MVS, um, McCole Hartman, uh, whatever other team he named, like if he just meant starter. He would be a starter over those guys. I couldn't even imagine him and Tyreek Hill on the opposite sides of each other. Oh man, you're in trouble. Yeah, and that's no. I, I think I think Marquise for the 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 first year he was he was banged up. Uh, he came out of the gate really really sorting, and then just he just didn't live up to expectations. And that second year, Lamar Jackson's efficiency fell way down because he blew up his. I think what Lamar Jackson's first year was. Was Marquise's first year, I believe, right? Yeah. Or, or maybe the something. second. Yeah. I think he's maybe second. one year behind. Um, yeah, it's the first full year. Uh, Lamar Jackson's full year, right? With Marquise's rookie year, and then the second year regression, you know, took a took a hold of him, and they he, Marquise came back down to earth. Lamar came back down to earth, and this year, three years together, you know, the third year, they, they're they're in sync. You can just see it. So I disagree with that that call as well. I I love Marquise and I think he's better than Alan Lazard at MBS and McCole Hardman and put Marquise in uh, in the Chiefs offense and you're, 
you're gonna you're gonna have fireworks. Yeah. Because all you had to tell me was that he's Antonio Brown's cousin and he <laughs> has athletic traits. You know, he's a oh yeah. And stuff. I knew right away because I mean he could talk to his cousin and get all kind of tips. So yeah, I didn't right. Be good. I didn't have to watch any tape on him. All I had to hear was that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So he, I mean, he's balling. I have him in the, in the league and stuff, and it's fun yeah. watching him, man. And um, they got Rashard Bate, Rashad Bateman coming on. Um, I, I'm excited to see him. I, I, I think we mentioned him last week. Um, I talked about how I was watching all his highlights, right? <laughs> and stuff. And, you know, obviously highlights, you look, you look your best, but he looks like he's pretty good. And, man, Lamar might really, they would, if he, if he translates to the NFL, they might really open up that Baltimore offense. Like, Lamar might put up some, exactly. some serious numbers, man. And and that's how you can see like some of the probably the racism that was in, that's in the NFL because a lot of the black quarterbacks they would not give you weapons like they would not you would have to <laughs> absolutely you have one guy you have to make a out of shit but but you wouldn't have no two three receivers that can play you know they might they give you a tight end and you know <laughs> and that's it and and now we're starting to see the guys like so you oh, you saying Michael Vick should have been able should have you're trying to say Peerless Price wasn't a... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> he, had that, he had that year in Buffalo in garbage time. And yeah, exactly. And they tried to make Crump, career Crumpler at tight end? Crumpler at exactly. tight end? You're trying to say that... You're trying to say that he gave Vic no, no weapons? <laughs> yep, yep. They didn't bring in Wiley White to the end of Vic's career, you know? Like, yeah. He was a rookie when they... You know, he was still there. But yeah, you can see the difference when you have weapons, man. You keep a defense honest and... And you can't, you know, you just, you can't be stopped. And so, yeah, you, you can see it, man. It, it's, it's beautiful to see. It's like. Yeah, uh, absolutely. That, you know, I, you know, just so happy to witness that, that they're giving a lot of the black quarterbacks chances and, and, and um, giving them, you know, setting them up to succeed. They're, they're building offenses around them. Cause before it was just like trying to fit a square peg in a round hole. They're like, Oh no, you must do this, this, and this. Now they're starting to cater to the strengths. <laughs> And, you know, you, and everything, you just really, you know, set people up to succeed. And yeah, yeah, absolutely. You're like, hey, I mean, that's kind of pretty much what happened with RG3, right? I mean, the owner wanted him, the coach didn't. The coach said, this is, this is the kind of offense I run. Cousins is more yeah. fit for the offense that I run. And, uh, in fact, that wasn't Gruden. That was, um, what's that a guy named Denver? He coached in Denver. Oh, Shanahan's, huh? Yeah, it was the Shanahan's, I believe. I believe yep. it was the Shannon yep. hands, but I could be wrong. I could be wrong, but um, either way, um, and talk about Eagles coaches have such big Eagles too. But you know, it's good. It's good to see along what you're saying that they're trying to build offenses around these guys' strengths and saying, "Hey, we could win like this if we do this and that." Instead of saying, you know, "Huh, well, Cousins is the type of quarterback that I my offense is for, and I'm not changing my offense for you know the RG three pick because the owner wanted them, whatever you know." So. Um, but you're absolutely right in giving those guys weapons. I mean, we saw what Randall Cunningham did. Randall Cunningham wasn't retired when when uh, Dennis Green came and got him and said, "Hey, I got this Minnesota team. I think you know, we, you know, I would like you to come out of retirement, come quarterback this team." And he came, and then he had the best statistical year um, of his whole career. Why? Because he had Chris Carter and Randy Moss. So, <laughs> I mean, you know. He, that tells you something. He spent most of his career without playing, you know, with, with, with big names like they're just, you know, prime time targets, you know, and he had it on both sides. And so, um, you know, it's good to see those guys get those weapons. So before we go, let's talk about some of our sits for the week. 
So for some of our sits for the week, I'll let Niels uh, lead us off while I um, try to research mine because I didn't do it ahead of time. <laughs> you, did, right, right. <laughs> you, didn't, you didn't do your homework, Jerome. You didn't do your homework. You're a teacher. You should know better. <laughs> uh, my sit's easy. Um, I'm going to send him all day, every day, every week if, if these guys are playing. And that's if Jamar Chase is playing and T. Higgins is playing, I'm always sitting to Tyler Board. The, uh, the target share and <laughs> receptions, yards, whatever you want to call it, um, is not there for Tyler Boyd when those two are on the field. He's, he's a third option and only in three wide receiver sets. And, um, yeah, he – He's not gonna. He, he doesn't. He doesn't put up the numbers. He doesn't get Joe Burrow's attention. Um, he doesn't get plays called for him when um, when Chase and Higgins are on the field. So that's my sit of the week. Nice, nice. Yeah. So I I agree with you. You know, when Tyler Boyd and he and he's a pretty good receiver. Um, yeah. But you're absolutely right. You know, Jamar Chase is getting that, and I think I think T Higgins has a better week this week. I think um, he seems to be getting full. I believe he's a full participant, right, in the, in the practice. So um, you'll start seeing him. I mean, that two-point conversion he caught last week was sweet. Um, but I think, you know, you're seeing him opposite with, with uh, Jamar Chase. Uh, you know, I think both of those guys should put up some decent numbers this week. Um, and Tyler Boyd would be the odd man left out. So I would definitely um, start Kadarius Tony over uh, – <laughs> just keep right up with that. So. Right, right, right. I'm okay. Let me ask you this. Let me ask you guys this thing. Are you going to start AJ Green or Tyler Boyd? I'm starting AJ Green over Tyler Boyd. Ooh, that is a good question. It's tough because they play Cleveland, who is a decent defense, and they're going to be playing in a bit of weather, I heard. So might not be good for the passing game. That is very tough for me. What do you say, Jerry? I'm saying AJ Green, although he runs like a a, a soccer dad or something. I'm still thinking he's 6'4", and he's going to produce. And, and they got rid of the – well, their the safety net got hurt, Max Williams. You know, it's football yeah, since right. well, man. And I hate to get off topic, but there's so many things I think about. Um, I live for this podcast. I'll be at night in the bed, and I'll think, man, I got to say this. And then so once I started talking, I started thinking about stuff. But – I would sign a petition to turn this to flag football, man. I just, I just tired of people Jerry, getting hurt. Get off this podcast, Jerry. Get off flag football. I'm sitting there watching Max. Shit. He, got, he got hit on the knee. How do we and mute this? Guys come in like an idiot. <laughs> I'm down to turn in flag football, man. Because I want Jerry. And I just, just getting out of control, man. No, but Ooh, it is, it man. is, right? <laughs> <laughs> right, right. I'm controversial, man. But it's just, You're talking about Samara. Why not? If you watch each play, man, it's like the margin of like, for like being injured or healthy. It's like so small. Like Max Williams, he just happened to have his foot planted. And that's as the defender is coming because the big tight ends, nobody wants a piece of them. Um, and they hit his knee while he was still on on the um, on you know standing on the on the turf, and that tore him up. Because and and also I would like to sign a petition for guys to stop trying to get extra yards. Because <laughs> Nick Chubb, his knee is hurting right now because he's breaking, and then he broke some tackles, and he's going trying to score because they won't make him a red zone threat consistently. They're bringing Hunt to steal all his touchdowns, so he's trying to take it from the house from the. The other team's 20 all the time. And once you just break tackles, man, you just got to go down. I think people are going to have to start sliding. Jerry, 
That okay, is. You call me soft. <laughs> that is so that's true, Jerry. That is so true, though. Kareem Hunt. Kareem Hunt is so good. Yeah. That Chubb misses a lot of touches. So in, in, in a sense, it makes Chubb. Every time you look, Chubb is taking a sixty yarder because he know he has to take like a 40, 50 yarder to get his. <laughs> yeah, it's, but it's the craziest thing, man. So you know, you can see how they use that teams use that competition to their advantage. I mean, that's how Pollard. Look at how Ezekiel running. Pollard got Ezekiel running extra hard. Yep. What were now, you gonna say, Neil? Now my watch how Cook does because now he doesn't see Madison damn near do his job better than him. Watch how uh, Cook produced this week, man. What were you? What were, is got a fire. Isn't it to a certain extent like extra yards? Yeah, on the sixty yard, yeah, just go down and you get a tackle. But you know, if you're if you're getting, you want that first down, you want to reach for it, go for those extra yards. That that play could make a difference between winning and losing the game. Yeah, I agree with you on the 60 yard and the 70 yard. You know, yeah, you've got the first down, you've got a big chunk play, go down, you're competing. But, you know, on, on other plays, like when you need that first down, no, go for it, die for it. That's football. That's what I love. And, yeah. And I'm saying make a business decision and go for it on fourth down. Because, I mean, yeah, of course there's going to be some situations where you have to go for it. But if you what want if, to what what it, is, man, there's what so if many it is fourth down plays and you're guys, reaching for that play. If you got some guaranteed money and you're not in the contract here, but but man, depending on what kind of incentives you got, but incentives, incentives. You know, you ever heard that line? You don't win friends with salad. The Simpsons. You don't win friends with salad. You don't win friends with salad. You don't play. You don't win football games by sliding. You don't win football games by going not reaching for the extra yards. You're eight to win it. Go hard or go home. You can make the Hall of Fame with it. I'm sure Jason Witten uh, from the Cowboys, man, he always used to slide down. And, you know, he was one of those guys that known as an Iron Man because he'd make a business decision every time he catch the ball because it's brutal, man. When you watch how fast these guys are and how they just have no regard for safety and just and playing balls to the wall, man. It's, a, it's a, such a dangerous sport. And for my fantasy team's sake, <laughs> for your fantasy team. football, man. Give them some flags, man. Oh, man. You know what? You know what, no, though, man? Also, I think... You also see Jason Witten drag, drag players to the end zone. Jason Witten has broken tackles and kept guys on his back going to it. So I've seen both sides of this. I've never seen him do that, man. I've seen him Are you run serious? a good route, catch the ball. I want to play some plays for you. I want to play some plays for you, Jerry. <laughs> yeah, send us some plays. Send us some plays. Um, you know what? You know what? Though I think there's a couple of guys um, that I call fake news right now. That means that they need to prove it to me for three straight weeks before I play them again. And that's Beckham and Allen Robinson. Um, because these guys are Agree. just—I mean, Agree. even if just see it one week and then you fall for it, and then you and you put them in the lineup and get a donut next week, man. I, I just those guys—they're sitting so far on the bench. I put them in the IR spot if I could because they're healthy, but they're 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 injured to me. I so agree. That line, that line by uh, by uh, was it Kanye? Was it George Bush doesn't like black people? Baker Mayfield does not like Odell Beckham Jr. Yeah. That is my line. Isn't that crazy, man? I don't know what he did to, like, if he accidentally slept with a girl that Mayfield liked and he didn't right? tell anybody. You should have told him that you liked her, man. You invited him to the party and said, that, you know, everything is fair game. Yeah. advantage of it, man. He's like, shit, you know. And, and, and he probably had that, and he had that hair, so he probably was like, "Oh yeah, you know." And he was like, "Ooh, I love your blonde hair." And, yep. and this thing, you know, he's like, "Yeah, you know." But 
But um, you know, with as far as the brutalness of the sport, uh, oh, they're kneeling down. This game's over. Uh, Tampa Bay's winning twenty-eight to twenty-two. Um, as far as uh, the brutalness of the sport, it kind of takes us back to what me and Neil were discussing, where the sport is really brutal, and you do, and you are amped up, and those hits do hurt. It. And I mean, we're watching from a bird's eye view, so we don't realize that, like if they mic these guys up, we would hear how hard those impacts and stuff are, and. To me, that's why they need to get rid of the ton call because it is an emotional game. Um, on Monday night, uh, and this isn't had nothing to do with ton, but on Monday night, um, the Baltimore Ravens guy was towards the end of the game. Uh, he got his head pushed down to the ground by Jack Doyle. Now, yeah. you, as you guys know, the penalty usually comes with the when you retaliate. And since, in my opinion, since they already review everything, they should review that too. Let's see why he pushed that guy down. Now, some people were saying. Um, and my, but I mean, some people I'm talking about the announcers and on some people on Twitter, uh, they are like, Oh, he needs to keep his head in that situation. And da, 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 da. Now, I've never played at that high level of, of a sport, but based off how brutal it was at pop Warner, um, I just right, understand right. like how your emotions, <laughs> yeah. How your emotions, like me, like we're playing Neil and me, our emotions are invested in the game. We're trying to win. And we're hitting each other. We're pushing each other all game, right? You're not playing from a soft spot in your heart when you're playing that game because you're trying. I'm trying to protect myself. I'm trying to make sure I don't get hurt, so I have to engage. I have to do what I got to do. I get amped up. I do a good hit, whatever it is. And so when you, I think sometimes when you're that involved emotionally, and the guy did push his head. We didn't know that at the time, but the guy did push his head down. I have no problems with him getting up, and he should have slammed him on his damn head because. It isn't an emotional game, and I think they do need to allow a little bit of leeway with that because um, all that keep your head in it, keep your head and stuff like that, it wasn't like they were doing it all game. It, to me, it was just one play that happened, and we saw why it happened. The dude pushed his head into the ground. It, it's an emotional sport. There's no way you can play. I don't think you can play – if you're good, I don't think the good players, um, especially in certain positions, are playing this without – having some kind of emotion or amp like you say jerry something that amps you up like oh man you know they they i read an article they said this about me whatever it is you have to have some kind of edge and imagine everybody's out there playing with an edge and i, I don't know man i just had no no issues with it um with the play like i didn't feel like he should have kept his head i feel like that was just part of the motion all he did was get up and push him it wasn't like they went into a full-on uh fight he was just like hey what the f you doing like you know pushing my head down and stuff um, but I do feel like they, they should review those plays so that they can get it right. Because what they would have did was just said, okay, um, what, what do you call offsetting penalties is what they would have did. Call it on Doyle, call yeah. it on the other guy, no harm, no foul type of thing. Because if you're going to call those penalties, I think you should be able to review um, why it's happening versus like, oh, well, this is the only one we caught. Because at this point, there's so many cameras and so many eyes on the game. It's stupid at this point to say what well, one ref caught because we see how bad these refs are. So, um Anyways, that's my two cents of it. And then I was just going into the taunting and like, I have no, you know, it's an emotional game, man. I mean, hell, Jerry, you talk about how hard they get hit. Imagine I get a first down and I done ran over somebody or, or avoided a hard hit, jumped over, leaped over somebody. You should be able to say, hey, you know, in your face a little bit, dance. Hey, in your face. What's that? What's that K and Pell stay scared? You should be able to pump your pelvis a little bit in your face. <laughs> you miss me. And, and, and they're taking away the fun from it. But I do understand it because, you know, if I'm sitting at home on couch, it's easy for me to go like, oh, man, he should have kept his head in there. 
but I, I um, you know, have played sports and I'm a huge, you know, I'm a sports fanatic. I watch and I do know how much emotion goes into it, um, you know, and I, you know, so I think they do deserve some leeway and that kind of stuff should be reviewed. Yeah, no, and I, I, I um, share those sentiments 1000%. And, and the defense I have that I'll say my start of the week is the Steelers defense. Although I think Geno Smith looked better than I expected. I think he might be a baller, but I'm still going to hedge the risk in my bets and, and start the Steelers defense. Okay. I think Pittsburgh's going to win that game. I agree. I think I think Ben Rossenberger might have another decent game, and I, I mean I'm not just I'm not just saying that because I have him in a two quarterback league and I desperately <laughs> need him to, but I think um, I think with, oh. with with Juju being out, I think the focus will now sw- uh, switch more to a little bit more on the running back. I think they'll uh, use their tight end a little bit more in the red zone. Um, Higgins and Claypool, they're going to be fine. Uh, Claypool Claypool's another guy that's just waiting to just breathe. Not Higgins, Deontay. Oh, yeah, Deontay Johnson. Sorry, yeah. not not Higgins. Yeah, um, I think those guys um will have a good good game, and I think Claypool is just waiting. I think he's just waiting to show his consistency. But I, in my opinion, the reason why he hasn't been consistent is Ben. I think just the, the quarterback position is just not. Yeah. He's not playing that well right now, and he can't make some of those passes to him. Uh, you know, the line isn't blocking all that great, but um. Um, I, I do. I like Pittsburgh. I don't know if I, I don't know if I like them winning the game, but I do like offensively. I think Ben has a should have a, a decent game. Um, is spread that game? Yeah, no, I, t- I totally agree with you because they said Claypool is playing in the slot now, and I and I tell Ooh. you, if there was one coach I can take with me and I'm going to war, it's Mike Tomlin, man. He <laughs> must be a master motivator, man. When I saw they, you know, sometimes they they played a hot mic, and he said they told one guy that he'll rip his eyelids off, and I was like, my gosh, this dude is a warrior, man. Because because if you watch the Steelers, very rarely go on losing streaks. I know, like towards the end of the season, they fell apart, but man, if you watch how they bounce back from week to week, man, he he is um he is a, a master motivator. Yeah, totally agree. Honestly, I agree. I um, I I think Pittsburgh wins that game pretty easily. The five and a half point spread. It's at home. Um, you got Geno Smith starting. That's going to be a huge swing from Russell Wilson. And the Seattle defense is not that good. I mean, start your Steelers. They they're going to. And, and Seattle game. might be in trouble. I mean, it's only Thursday. We have to see what ha- what plays out on Friday. But if I'm not mistaken, DK Metcalf. Uh, yeah, didn't yeah. practice, right? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, they're in trouble exactly. if, they, if he doesn't play. Because I, I think Eskridge, their rookie, is on IR, right? So, yeah. Carson's um, out, too? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and that's Carson's another thing, man. Alex um, Collins is in. Yeah. That could be a sleeper for you guys, the, the Collins. Uh, he could be yeah, the Pittsburgh defense pretty, is pretty decent, I believe, against the run. I can check that, but... Well, and, and they'll probably stack the box, and they'll probably stack the box if, if specifically if DK Metcalf isn't playing, they'll probably just stack the box and throw everybody at Lockett. Yeah, and then you're probably Before looking you at Will Disley having a good game, probably. <laughs> you know, <laughs> Will Disley will probably have a good game, and you know, Gino will probably play decently. Um, my defense of the week is gonna oh, be. Kind of the, I'm can gonna I just interject there. Yeah, for, for a second, for sure. that game. Uh, uh, the uh, the over under on that game as well is 42. So, very low scoring game, right? So, mm. I mean, yeah, probably not the greatest for fantasy, although I would start every Steeler of mine, but I'd set every Seahawk. 
Wow. <laughs> hey, man, I, I say play Lockett, play Metcalf, and I think Geno Smith is going to be better what's, than... Oh, yeah. What's the oh, over-under yeah, again? What's the over? Metcalf is playing for sure. Uh, it's 42. Wow. So basically, essentially, each team could score three touchdowns. Three touchdowns. Huh. Two touchdowns and two field goals. Um, yeah. So my sleeper defense, I'm uh, not sleeper, sorry, they're not a sleeper, but my defense of the week that I would go with, um, I have two, but the one I would choose probably the most would be the Colts. I think I think Houston has to prove it to me again. Mills Hill, uh, what's his name again? Mills. Mills, uh, Mills has Mills, to Mills, Mills has to show Mills. me again. Mills has to show it to me. He has to show it to me one more time. And before he does that, I see I saw how they played against uh, Baltimore. They just couldn't put it together for the whole game. And Baltimore's yeah. offense is just exceptional. But um, I think Leonard, all those guys, I, I think they have a good game. I think they. Yeah. I think that's a good defense. I think they get a turnover. I think they might even get a pick six. Um, yeah. And we might even see uh, they might not have no choice but to call at halftime, call up um, Deshaun Watson and tell him, hey, <laughs> uh, you know, put some clothes on. We got to put some clothes yeah, on, bro. Right. And, um, busy at a, at a, at a massage, massage. Yeah. Right? Put some clothes <laughs> on and come suit up. We need you. We're down to our third quarterback because he <laughs> got hurt. <laughs> so but, um, yeah, but I agree with that. So I think. Sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. I wasn't saying shit. Go ahead, New. (laughs) (laughs) I'm never gonna be invited back to this podcast. (laughs) (laughs) No, what you gonna say? Don't you love what? On a side note, man, I'll tell you like some of my eye-opening. What's because one thing is everyone puts all their energies into waivers, but one tip I'll give you is to come back on that Wednesday and see who got dropped. Man, people sometimes people be dropping some guys. You be like, whoa! Yeah, I don't even notice in all my leagues. Yeah. It's like, damn. Yeah, yeah. it's so t- it's tough to keep I'm up seeing, when, now that guys I'm in. Like Landry dropped, and I'm just like, ooh, he's practicing. He's close to coming back. Yeah, yeah, yeah man. And he was having a good season. Um, he was actually fully yeah. healthy coming into the season. He said, and I believe him because. Sometimes guys they say that every offseason, but I actually believe them because he was actually having a good season and looking good. Um yeah. what were you gonna say? What were you gonna say, Neil? We cut you off twice. I hope you remember. Yeah, no, but I cut you off. So off there and more. What I was what I was gonna say is that, you know, adding to your point of, you know, Indianapolis just, you know, shutting out, not shutting out. I think they had three points or uh something small in the first half there, Baltimore did. But don't you think that Harbaugh is just one of the most amazing coaches out there? Like, he sees his team down and out against Kansas City, against Indianapolis, against whatever other team. He game plans, comes back after halftime, and just, I mean, credit, give credit where credit's due to Lamar Jackson and, and that offense. But, you know, you have to have a great coaching mind to just say, okay, we're getting beaten here, coming back from over three scores, and winning these games against decent teams like Indianapolis and Kansas City, you know? That's, yeah. that's credit to Harborough. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He's another guy that, um, you know, I take to war with me. Uh, if all the coaches were to get into a fight, who you think is winning? You think I think Harborough stands a chance, man. He, you know, he got that little tough demeanor and stuff. You know, he's I mean, now that Gruden's out. I'm taking I'm taking I'm if we're talking about coaches, I'm taking Mike Shanahan because for sure he'll show up with a burning cross on your <laughs> you're not coming outside. <laughs> you wanna know who I'm taking? Who? I'm taking Andy Reid. 
<laughs> now you want to know who I'm really taking? I'm taking Singletary. I'm taking Singletary with me. Mike Singletary is coming with me all the time. And then for negotiations, if it comes down to no, you guys don't want to fight and we're doing negotiations, I'm bringing Tony Dungy. <laughs> Oh yeah, that's so Oh, we're going, 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 we're Cincinnati against Detroit, that would be my uh, my streaming defense of the week. Um, yeah, Detroit's just awful. Man, um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, just think yeah, what they they what they are giving up uh, against uh, two opposing defenses is great. Cincinnati, they they're they were never slow in offense, but they're they're actually a decent defense this year. You know, their quarterbacks are playing up, they're getting interceptions, they're making stops. So, yeah. Against one of the worst offenses in the league, I gotta go Cincinnati. That's um, that's pretty good pick, man. Jets, I, I I struggle with them because I end up going with the Colts over the Bengals just because. Yeah, Houston. I just uh, you know somehow Detroit does enough at the end of the game just you know just to just to screw your fantasy defense up. You know they get that last damn touchdown. You know they got the Swift who's unstoppable. They give him the ball. All of a sudden he goes to the this house. This is amazing. It's a good defense because it's just Cincinnati broke my heart earlier in the season. Mm. Well, that's why it's just recency bias. That's yeah, why. Exactly. Yeah. Well, we all we all know. So I couldn't we, go back to the well on them. We all know no matter what happens if it's a close game, uh, even if it's only one second left, Cincinnati's going to win that game. <laughs> I mean, Detroit oh, no. is just somehow Detroit just finds a way to win. Somehow they're going to pull it together and win it. Man. Um, yeah, you know, I think with with along with that same thought process. You want when you have a losing team, you just want to make it entertaining, but you still yeah. want to lose all your games. Sorry about that, bro. No, no, I think along with that same thought process of uh, buyer's remorse with Gruden. I think, I mean, the Rams had buyer's remorse with <laughs> with Jared Goff. I mean, they were like, if we could just trade yeah. him and get any. Anybody, you know, they, and they were able to get Stafford, who's you know very serviceable yeah. in that offense, and even he has his struggles, where you can see what the limitations are going to be for him. But um, those are good. Um, you know, I think uh, uh, good defenses that you, that you guys came up with. Um, wild card. Now, if we're gonna, I want you guys to throw out one wild card. Uh, and I know you guys didn't prepare for this one because I'm just throwing it. At, this is a wild card that I'm throwing at you. My wild card. My wild card is, and I think we briefly touched on it before. My wild card is going to be Jarek McKinnon. I think you play Jarek McKinnon. You're in that. I'm not going to even say you got to be desperate. I'm just going to say you're looking for somebody to put in. A lot of people are taking off uh, off the waiver already, and um, you don't have to. But I think Jarek McKinnon. I think I think he's he's going to get more touches than. Uh, you know, and and I just think he's going to touch the ball a lot more if he's. At first, I need to find out if he's playing. But if he's, if he's playing, <laughs> yeah, that's, a, that's, a, that's a great that's a great call, man. Because he has the skill set to thrive there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He does, and and you know they're they're gonna not split carries, but I I think he'll get he'll get some he'll get some play for sure. And uh, I don't think he got much last game. I think it was mainly Daryl. 
when uh, when CEH went out. But you know, I think he was getting a lot of play in the in the preseason. But yeah. Reed will use them both. Yeah, yeah, that's true. My my guy. And I don't have the heart to do it, but if you're drunk, set in your lineups. Go ahead and play Chris Moore. Go ahead and play Chris Moore, man. Get him out. Get him. Fire him up. Hey, second ball. Uh, I mean, I mean, Nico Collins is on uh, is on IR, right? And yeah. Let's say he's a WR two there, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Nice. No, sure yeah. Davis Mills. Yeah. Mills seems to like him, right? So, yeah. uh, mine, uh, mine, I'd go with uh, JD McKissick. Um, Casey's given up a, a lot of a lot of points know, through the air on the ground, whatever you call it, whatever you want to name it. And then Antonio Gibson, um, he's a little banged up as well. So I mean, they haven't sort of steered away from giving uh, JD McKissick that receiving work. So go at KC, give it to JD. Wow, that's actually a, a good one, Jerry. Yeah, yeah, I like that one. Uh, do I have another one outside of Chris Moore? Well, oh, you already said Chris Moore. Sorry, sorry. Yeah. That's it. You know me. I, got, I, got, I can just pay attention, Jerome. Yeah. Now, I, don't, yeah. I don't know who the, the slot is for Jacksonville. I never heard of him. Askew or Agnew or something. Watch him because everyone thought it was going to be Chenault. And this guy, let me see what his name is because I was I mean, like, he's who the heck is this? Yeah, because Chenault is playing on the outside again, right? Now that uh, yeah. Chubb's injured. Yep. I and, believe, and, and they got and, Marvin and Jones. Somehow, this guy he produced his name is uh, Morris. Morris Agnew. Jay Agnew. <laughs> He's a deep sleeper. I wouldn't. I'd only pick him up if I'm in the 2018 league. But Jamal yeah, Agnew. <laughs> so yeah. Okay, since Jerry got the name, another one. I'm going DeAndre Carter. I think we touched on this in part one, but I'm going DeAndre Carter. Um. He's gonna play, especially if um old boys are out. Sim, him, uh, Sims and uh, Curtis met Samuel. So I'm going DeAndre Carter, and I think he takes a reverse to the house. Reverse. <laughs> <laughs> I, like I like that, man. I like that. Good call. Good call. We'll see how, how it goes. You want me to do a, a second one? Yeah, you have uh, to now. Second wild card. Uh, since Justin Fields hates Allen Robinson, I gotta go Mooney. Hey. Hey. <laughs> nice. nice. Yeah, that's my call. Yeah. Nice. All right, you guys. Um, thanks for tuning in to part two of um, you know, this week's episode heading to week six. Week six has already started. Thursday night game just ended a little while ago. Um, you know, thanks for tuning in. We, you know, we we love fantasy so much we don't know when to stop it. So um, <laughs> you know, we're gonna go ahead and cut it off now. Uh and 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 thank you guys for listening. I'm comedian and your host of the Do the Math podcast. My name is Jerome Tennyson. You can follow me at on all social media platform at Jerome underscore T E N, or you can follow the podcast and you and you can follow the podcast at Do the Math Cast, and that's on Twitter at Do the Math Cast. All right, good night. <laughs>